Today's scripture reading comes from Luke chapter 1, verses 8 through 17. So it was that while he was serving as priest before God in the order of his division, according to the custom of the priesthood, his his lot fell to burn incense, and when he went into the temple of the Lord, and the whole multitude of the people was praying outside at the hour of incense. And then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. But the Lord said to him, Do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. And you will see joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, and to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Last week, you remember we talked about preparation and how God has prepared the world and the universe uh, for the coming of Christ. And uh, we're going to talk more about, yes, last week we talked about the whole nation of the Hebrews. And, and now this week we're going to talk about individuals <clears throat> and uh, it's, I'm so excited about today, who knows if I'll get done or not. You may all leave and I'll still be going on. But just let me remind you that God was preparing the Hebrews so that the Messiah could be born through them, especially the line of David. In order to prepare the Hebrew people He brought them into Egypt and caused that situation to make them slaves. And in order for him to prepare the the world for what was coming in the Messiah, he used the institution of slavery among the Egypt people where they made straw without, or bricks without straw. And how within, within a 24-hour period, he took slaves and made them among the wealthiest nation as they were brought out of Egypt. And it's interesting that they went into Egypt a family and came out of Egypt a nation. And it's absolutely interesting how God formed them into a nation in, in the desert. He took them to the promised land and they had sent over spies, remember? And the spies came back and they said, it's flowing with milk and honey. They brought grapes so big it took two men to carry one of the pods. It's one of the negative seasons, but there's giants and they'll devour us and kill us. And, and they turned away. And during that 40 years, he took a ragtag group of people and taught them to worship him in the desert. 
When are you the closest to God? When you're in the desert. That's when you learn to worship God more and more. Unless you get to the point where you, you're able to do it naturally in your life. They, they learned to worship God so well that when they got back to the promised land and they came to Jericho, this fortified city that nobody, nobody had ever defeated, and, and instead of doing battle, they marched around it seven times, one time a day for seven days, and on the seventh day, they marched seven times, and they shout to the Lord, and without shooting an arrow... Or drawing a sword, they defeated them. The walls fell in. Not out, in. He prepared them for that. He prepared them in the desert to do battle. And so all that preparation brought them down, and they went up and they took the land, and and all of that prepared them for this time that we're talking about today. God knew his son was coming. He knew the, 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 the advent of Christ was here. That, that the son was coming to earth as a fully God, fully man. But he needed our help. So I want you to write this down, take this home, and I want you to never forget this. Who God calls, he qualifies. Who God calls, he qualifies. Got it? All right. He needed people that knew nothing about what he was going to do to be qualified to do what he wants them to do. One of the, one of the most frustrating things for me as a pastor is to know that God calls people but people refuse to be qualified by God. I can't do that. I can't witness. I can't lead anybody to the Lord. I could go on and on and on. I can't lead a Bible study. I can't. I can't preach. God doesn't care what you can't do. Did you hear that? He does not care what you can't do. All he's looking for is somebody willing to allow him to qualify them. And there is no better experience than what we're going to talk about right here. So here's Zachariah. He goes in there. He's got a table. It's something like this. And on it is an incense where they burn it. And it's supposed to heal, fill the the, the sanctuary with the incense of the living God. Okay, you, and, and he's there and he's busy about his work because it's his time. He was p- selected. They did it by drawing lots. He went up and he was doing this and he was praying when he was doing and he turns to the side and bam, there's Gabriel. They're about eight foot tall. We don't know, but he could be dressed for war. I, in my opinion, believe he was. I believe he had a sword. He may have even had his trumpet beside him. I don't know that. But I think he was dressed in war. We'll find out why next week. And he comes to Zechariah and he tells Zechariah 
And he is preparing Zechariah to be what God wanted him to be in the time frame that is coming ahead of him. Zechariah is a, he's an aged man. He's probably my age. And he tells him he's going to be a father. And his, his wife, who is an aged wife, is going to be a mother. She's beyond childbearing years. And he says, you're going to call him John. And he makes a statement about him. He says, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit. Do you understand? That's the first time in the Bible those terms have been used. Before the Spirit came upon people. Spirit came upon people. But here it says, John the Baptist will be filled with the Holy Spirit. Zechariah was a priest. He heard that. He knew what was being said to him. Something different than it has ever been said before. Man, this, this is so exciting. And when it came down to it, Zechariah says, how's this going to happen? Verse 19, the angel said to him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God. And I have been sent by God to you to tell you good news. And he doesn't believe it. Are you prepared? Are you prepared for the good news God has to say to you? He said, because you're not, I'm going to prepare you. And how does he choose to prepare you? Silence. Takes away speech. There are people in Christianity today, and it is true. This is the place it starts. It is true that there are people God have asked to do something or to be something, and they've refused. And God is disciplining them, not because he doesn't love them, but he wants them to be trained. And something happens to them in their life that they are not able to function as a normal human being because they did not believe God. Wow, what a strong statement, Mike. You're arrogant. No, I'm not. The example's here. While they were waiting on Zechariah, number one, it took so long. It doesn't take that long to light incense, praise, and come out. And when he came out, they could not speak to them. And they realized that he had seen a vision in the temple. But he couldn't tell them what it was. He couldn't tell them he was going to be a father. He couldn't tell them. His name was John. He couldn't tell them he would be filled with the Holy Spirit. That goes on. And in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy. So she's six months along. God began the preparation and they're six months along in her pregnancy. And something else happens in another location in the nation. said, God sent an angel, Gabriel, to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin, 
blessed to a man called Joseph. This is uh, 26, 27, 28, 29. Same chapter of the book of Luke. The virgin's name was Mary. When God prepares a people, he knows them and he knows all about them. See, you think... Uh, let me say this right away. We as believers think that we know what God knows, and God doesn't know any more than we do. That's a lie. God knows more about you than you'll ever know about yourself. Listen to this, because this affects what's going on. God knows more about you. He knows about your success. He knows about your intelligence. He knows about your your failures. He knows about the abuse and pain you've been through. He knows about every experience you've had. He knows what you're, you have victory in spiritually, and he knows when you are defeated spiritually. God knows, knows all about that. And he picked this girl out. She's somewhere between the age of 14 and 16 years old. She's more like 15. And he comes to her. He is to be married, espoused is what King James says. That means engaged. The date's been set. Both parents have agreed upon it. This is going to happen. Okay? To a man named Joseph... He is a descendant of David. Why is that important? Why does he say that? Because the prophecy is that the Messiah will come through the lineage and line of David. And it comes through David through Joseph. And the virgin's name is Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you're highly favored. And the Lord is with you. Let me tell you something. If he's preparing you to do something, and he does every Christian, there's no one that's left out, people. The Lord is with you, period. He says it in Matthew 28. Lord, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. God never abandons his children. Never abandons. No matter what shape they're in, good, bad, or indifferent. Mary was greatly troubled at these words and wondered what kind of greeting this must be. But the angel said to her, without her saying a word, he knows she's upset. He said, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive. He doesn't, he doesn't discuss things with her. You understand? He said, this is what you are supposed to do. Do you understand that God doesn't reason with believers? You either obey him or you don't. You either believe or you don't believe. There's none of this gray area with Jesus Christ because he knows the hearts of all men. He knows the hearts of all men. And he just tells her, you're going to have a baby. And it's going to be conceived by the Holy Spirit. Wow. 
He says that in verse 32, he says, He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. That's interesting. David's hundreds of years back here. Remember when I said to you that as parents you have authority over your children till you die, right? God recognized lineage of hundreds of years ago. Did you understand what I'm saying? That's what this is saying. Through that lineage, it's going to pass clear down through Joseph. And because he's going to be your husband, it will be David's throne that this God has. This man called Jesus. And he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Do you hear? Never, ever, 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 ever. We're in that lineage. We were grafted in through Jesus Christ as Gentiles, unless you're Jewish. And we're in that lineage. We are a part of that promise that was given 2,000 years ago to Mary in Nazareth. Isn't that wonderful? He prepared them for us. And we are being prepared for the people that come after us. So that the lineage will never end according to the promise given to Mary 2,000 years ago. This isn't just some happy celebration. It is a glorious celebration of eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen? You follow what we're talking about here? What he's talking about? And so uh, Mary says, since I'm a virgin, 14, 15 years old, how's this going to happen? How's it going to happen? She says, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God. By the way, I want to tell you something. You should take this out. You're having something you're struggling with in your life. And I tell you to always ask God to fill And I tell people, you may have to ask God to fill you with his Holy Spirit a hundred times a day. This right here is why. Listen, the Holy Spirit would come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. That means when I yield myself, and when Mary yielded herself to the obedience of God, The Holy Spirit comes upon her, overshadows her with the power and authority of God to accomplish what I cannot do. Amen? Lord, I don't know how to be a father. Lord, I don't know how to love my children. I remember praying that prayer. I needed to pray that prayer. I could not be the man of God God wanted me to be. There was a lot of reasons why I couldn't. There's a lot of reasons why you can't be what you need to be. But a hundred times a day, you need to be what it says here. Holy Spirit, come over me, overshadow me. And the power, the dudamas of God. Of the most, I love most high. 
will overshadow you. That means, that means he engulfs you. And that's, you're in, you're in the, the most imminent part of the grace of God. He has put you in the hospital to transform you into the image and the person that you need to be. He is qualifying Mary to do what he's called her to do. So the Holy One will be born and you will call him the Son of God. Even Elizabeth is pregnant. I love the last verse down in verse 37. I've got to move on. I'm not going to get done. He says, For no word from God will fail. I haven't even opened my notes yet. We may have to start all over again. Okay. Where where you want to go? We need to go to uh, Joseph, Matthew chapter one, verse eighteen. Matthew chapter one, verse eighteen. I got to learn the books of the Bible first. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. We'll read this whole scripture later. Um, but this is what's going on. Mary and Joseph are married. We taught or, or engaged. And be, but before they could come together, that meant have their ceremony, break the little glass under their foot, and, ha- and sleep together, it was found out that Mary was pregnant. How would you feel if you were engaged to somebody that told, and, and you were guaranteed by the family she was a virgin, and you found out before you were married that they were pregnant and you had no idea and they told you this really wild story that the Holy Spirit overshadowed her and she conceived and she's pregnant. What would you think of that, guys? No, not much. But Joseph being a righteous man. Now, now God picked this couple, and one of the reasons he picked this couple was because of the, the spiritual qualities of Joseph. Joseph was a righteous man. Secondly, he loved Mary. Women, listen to this, and do not, young ladies, do not forget, they're all gone. <laughs> Mom and dad, tell them when you see him. There are two qualities, two qualities that make a healthy marriage. One is that this man that wants to marry you is godly, not just saved. I'm saved. Let's go sleep. That he's godly. And number two, that he loves you. Number one's first. Number two is real close. So he decides to put her away or divorce her quietly. 
At that point, God goes into action. He doesn't come to him with an angel. He comes to him in a dream in this passage of Scripture. You can look at it and read it. He says to him in verse 20, he says, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid. He's having a dream. To take Mary home as your wife. Because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. He tells him the origin of the child. She will give birth to a son. Notice he doesn't say he's God or God's son. He just says he's conceived of the Holy Spirit. He could be a prophet. You you just don't know. You follow what I'm saying? So he said um, he's conceived the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son. And you are to give him the name of Jesus because he will, he reveals his plan to him. He reveals, guess what he says? He says, I'm going to save his people. From what? Their sin. The most important thing that God thinks is important must be important to me. And that is that my children must have their sins saved, cleansed, forgiven. My children, that's the most important thing. I'd rather know that my child is poor. I'm using an extreme here. I'm I'm telling you right now. Telling you now. I'd rather my children be poor and in heaven than wealthy in hell. I'd rather have them poor in heaven than be wealthy and live in hell. Now you and I both know it'll be somewhere between those two. Most valuable thing is that your sins are forgiven. That's, that's what's important to God. Do you understand he's preparing us for eternity? Because the enemy came in Genesis and they had a battle and they... they, they they absolutely and positively destroyed the creation of God through the fall of man. But God wants them to be prepared for eternity to live with him because he wants to have fellowship with them in eternity. Did you know what your body's going to be like? It's going to be like Jesus. It'll appear here and it can appear here and it can walk through walls and it won't have to eat and it'll live for eternity. You'll never get this gone. You'll never, your heart won't get bad. Nothing while you won't get wrinkles or be fat or have gray hair. Eternity. And you can spend eternity with the people you love the most. And you will call his name Jesus. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel. God with us. A new difference. A new difference than the belief of Judaism. The Hebrews believed you worship God in the temple. We will worship God in us. Not only all of that, not only was God preparing people personally for the work of God in 
and the coming of Christ, he also reached out to the most powerful nation in the world at this time. And he went to the leader who was a godless man who thought he was God, and that was Caesar. And he spoke to his heart. And this man, whatever God did to him, he needed to know all the people that lived in his realm. And he declared in a a certificate that everyone had to go back to the town they were conceived in. And Joseph's town was the town of David, which was Bethlehem. I think mine's Buchanan, West Virginia. I don't know. Where are you from? You have to go back there. Pack up your family. Nine, almost nine months pregnant. And he put her on a donkey, which fulfills a prophecy. How long was the trip? Anybody know? Two weeks? Yeah. You had to go through robbers to get there. Bandits to get there. When they got there, there was no room in the inn. You know the story. He didn't have the Waldorf Astoria, whatever its name is, was taxes. And so he had to come back. I mean, they had, he, he, he got them so they had to go back to, to Bethlehem. And while they were traveling up there in that night, when he, and we're going to talk about this again next week. We're going to talk about several. We're going to talk about the shepherds. We're going to talk about the star next week. We're going to talk about Herod. We're going to talk about some really, really interesting, interesting things. The Magi we're going to talk about in the upcoming week. But he went to the shepherds (laughs) out in the field at night, watching their sheep, doing their job. They all had a hard day. They got all the sheep into the sheep bend, and, and, and they were sitting down around the fire. And the angel of the Lord appeared. And he says what he did, we'll talk about that later. And a light that was so bright, they was, I love the King James, he was sore afraid. Remember that? Sore afraid. I thought it used to say sure afraid. I thought they misprinted it. But it was sore afraid. They were scared to death. They, and he said, don't be afraid. And he told them the story. We'll talk about it again. But he told them the story. And the shepherds got up and they looked at each other and they said, Let's go see this thing that has been told to us. And they went, and they found the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes. King James again, which is stripped of cloth. But what did they do? Everybody they met, they told about. That is the most impressive thing I find in the Christmas story, other than everything that's impressive. It, it, every, everybody they saw, I saw the birth of Jesus. God is with us. 
If I was Joseph, I would say, this is Jesus. God is with us. This is Jesus. God is with us. He didn't stand there like that. This is Jesus. He said what he was going to do. God is with us. And they went and they told everybody what they had seen. Do you? Do you tell everybody what you've seen? Then you're not prepared for Christmas. God has not prepared you yet. Sorry. Um, you're, God, you're, you're not prepared yet. You've not yielded to him. You haven't lived in the obedience of surrender. Yes, it will take the power of the Holy Spirit coming upon you and overshadowing you with the power of the Most High to make you go tell people. It will take that. You need that. It's okay. But it can happen. All you've got to say, Lord, I'm scared to death to go tell people Jesus Christ came. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit and let the power of God fall upon me. You're not a Pentecostal when the power of God falls on you. You know that? You're just a Christian. You're not. I want you to be. Boy, I'm excited. Did you? Don't you think I'm excited? Greg, do I look excited? Kip? Just a little bit excited. What's going to be here next week? A big box with a gift for the kids. They can't get into it until Christmas Eve. We don't have a tree big enough to put it under. You guys ready? But God put our gift in a manger. Did I not preach long enough? Caleb's not back. What have... You told him I'm done? And he said he's done? What that? Yes, he, he and I, are, we're excited together. Here they come. If Caleb would come and play, we'd appreciate it. <laughs> did you hear, while they're getting ready, did you hear the one where uh, the, the three men from West Virginia were playing the, um, the wise men that were seeking and and they were having a practice and and they told them to go get dressed and they got dressed and when it was time for the three wise men from West Virginia to come and they came out and they had uh, fire helmets on and an axe and a fire coat and fire boots and they said why are you dressed that way and they said well in the scripture he came from afar 